Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everyone and welcome to another episode brought to you by Yahoo Sports Canada. My name is Iman and I'm joined by Vijay Vemu. What is up? Hi Iman, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I think the Raptors are going to play the Bulls soon. I'm excited to talk about this matchup. It's going to be a little interesting, I guess, because like both teams, I mean, there's been like interesting history, I guess, between both teams over the years. Um, and then this season, obviously playing in the play-in will, I think, amp it up a little more. Yeah, yeah. We're here to talk about the Toronto Raptors going up against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, it's a 9-10. I mean, coming into the season, do you think either one of these teams really predicted that they would be in the play-in and the bottom two teams in the play-in at that? No, I don't think so. I I mean, I was a little bit lower on the Bulls than I was last year. Um, obviously, coming in with the Bulls, you know, Alonzo's health, um, that's been a thing uh, now. Um I think I said they're going to win. They're going to go above 500, which they aren't going to this year. Um, I thought they would be around like six or seven, um, which where they were last year. Um, and they would like, you know, probably lose in the first round or whatnot. But I did not expect like the bottom to fall out like this um, in terms of 10. Like this was sort of like the worst case scenario uh, for the Bulls outside of like missing the playoffs, which they probably should have, honestly, with like they don't even have their own pick. So, yeah. 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 Like what, what is it? So, okay. So going into this year, honestly, I think I was lower on the bulls than I was the Raptors. I was pretty high Mm -hmm. on the Raptors. I thought the Raptors would be a top five seed just like they were last year. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think with both of these teams, I think where I'm sort of as, as a Raptor fan, and I'd love to get your opinion on this as uh, you know, as a bulls guy, um, I sort of looked at where the bulls were and I'm like, okay, it's not working for you come trade deadline. What yeah. does this look like? Where do you guys sort of go from there? And so to me, the biggest thing was standing back because to your point, they yeah. don't have their pick if it's not what top four, I think is the protection. Yeah, it's top on four it. protected. Yeah. And then they have Portland's pick, but Portland's obviously out of the playoffs. So that's lottery protected. So they don't have their second either because they forfeited due to um, Lonzo Ball and the tampering charges. So they have no picks. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know it was so dire. So, I mean, Raptor fans, if you want to take some positives out of here, yeah, you lose maybe in the play-in, but at least you have a pick this year and was supposed to be a pretty good draft and a lottery pick yeah. at that. Um, that's going to be really tough. So so they, like, everything is sort of on the line for the Bulls to really go out and win this game. But let's take a step back. What what were your thoughts of what the Bulls did at the deadline? Because I was surprised by them stay, staying pat. I mean, I wasn't surprised, I guess, knowing how the Bulls usually do operate. Um, I was, like, a bit dis- – I was very disappointed, actually. Um I thought they should have like chose a, a like a route, right? In terms mm-hmm. of like, okay, we're gonna tear this down or we're gonna amp up this core um with like better shooting, more help and whatnot. Um, and they just stayed the middle of the fence. They're just like, okay, we're good where we're at. At least we're gonna be like a play-in team and whatnot. And that's not good enough. Um, you either right. want to like I get that fans don't want to tank again. I get that like the Bulls have been the Bulls, frankly, have been tanking for like the past like five years outside of this one past last season. Um, but yeah, I thought they should have at least done something. Uh to amp to like beef up the squad right um but they didn't do anything and 
this is what it is. Like they needed to figure out what they wanted to do with this core and they just kicked the can down the road, frankly. So. Right. And I think a lot of Raptor fans sort of look at what the Raptors did and say a similar thing. Yes. The Raptors technically got better. They, they, I, I was, I'm, someone who was very excited by the move was the move I wanted them to make. And I was glad they did it. But I think most people look at where the Raptors are at right now. And they're like, okay, if you win your 82nd game, you're a 500 team. Congratulations. What did you really Uh do besides just kick the can down the road? But I think what you sort of mentioned about the bulls tanking for the last five years is a really interesting point. And I think Raptor fans should really sort of listen to that because they're going to be in a very similar situation, I think, to where the bulls were because Pascal Siakam is coming up uh, that that super max and whether they want to pay him, of course, I don't know that he's going to, um, I don't believe he's going to make all NBA this year, but next year, certainly a possibility he's made Uh it, you know, two of the last three years. So there's, there's reason to believe that he could do that. And the Supermax is on the table. And of course the bulls are sort of where they are because they didn't want to pay Jimmy the Supermax. What are your thoughts on that? Just as like Raptor fans sort of taking notes on what the bulls have done and, and yeah. making their decisions moving forward. Yeah, certainly. So um, obviously I feel like opinions differ on Pasco Siakam. I think he's a great player. Um, I think certainly Supermax could be um, in contention if he makes all NBA next year. Um, but if the Raptors choose to like end up not paying, that's like throwing out, they choose not to pay yeah. him or like tear it down. Sort of like, it's a thing of like, you better be ready to watch a lot of losing games. Um, there's going to be a lot of young guys that you're going to have to talk yourself into over the years. Uh, you're going to be talking about like, okay, next season, this guy who played like a couple of games looks really good. Okay. If we can give him a couple more minutes, summer league is going to be like one of the most like adventurous times. Cause you're like, Oh, I can't wait to see these new rookies and stuff like that. Um, I think the bulls, uh, I think they still do regret that Jimmy Butler trade. I would say, um, obviously Zach Levine is amazing, but if you look at like the return that they got, um, they got Levine, they got Laurie marketing. Who's, frankly, doing really well in Utah. I did not see that happening. Um, and Chris Dunn. Uh, and they didn't even, like, keep their own pick that year. They traded away the 16th pick along with the Jimmy to Minnesota. So, um, yeah, it's really tough. I think it, they're still recovering from that, I would say. Because right. um, all those moves after after it, like, the years of tanking and then getting DeMar and Zach this year, like, this year together. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's just a domino effect that they're still reeling from. So it's a big decision. Um, and it's something right. that could probably define the rest of the and- not decade but it could be the rest of the it, decade it, it could very well be and obviously you also have like the wizards to look at and i don't yes. think anybody wants to sort of be in that position but i think i think the bulls are really interesting because you know they they weren't able i think the one sort of the people who are in the pay pascal siakam camp and this is not what this pod is about would say you're not going to get a player that's better than that so why not commit the money and you look at the bulls and you're like yeah, Zach Levine's great. DeMar DeRozan's yeah. good. Like we've had these guys. They're not better than Jimmy Butler, who's made it to the finals no, in, no. since, right? So, so I think it's just an interesting conversation, but not what we're here to talk about. So mm-hmm. let's pivot again away from that. Um, one thing I do want to talk about because we did mention DeMar DeRozan here. What are your thoughts? Because it's just it's like, I don't even know how to phrase this question to be honest. Like, but it's something that we've got to talk about. It's DeMar's yeah. return here. Do you think mm-hmm. that it matters to DeMar? Do you think that like there's some extra juice there? Would, for example, would you feel that as a Bulls guy if Jimmy Butler, if you guys were going up against the Miami Heat there, do you feel like there's something added? Um, I no, I for DeMar at least, I can see why it would be a really big thing. He spent a lot of time in Toronto. Same thing with Jimmy. Um, if the Bulls played Jimmy again, uh, I wouldn't want it would be more of like a nostalgic, I think, with Jimmy at this point. It's sort of like, okay, like look how good he was. He took the heat to the finals, it'd be a lot of nostalgia. Um, I didn't think they beat the Heat that way either. Um, so, but my thoughts on Demar, um, I think it's been great so far. Um, the experience, uh, I sort of on like when I was watching him in Toronto, I really didn't always get the hype. I guess maybe because like when we would watch him in the playoffs, it fall a little short. There was always like ah, oh, the playoff the road. To be fair, the Bulls had the Raptors number. 
Yeah, Jimmy they did. Butler yeah. showed up. He had 40 yeah. points in a second half, in a half, you guys, against the Toronto Raptors. Um, yeah, so so I completely understand that. Yeah, 100. percent Um, but yeah, I I mean, he's just he's just an amazing player to watch. Uh, I think he's his game has gotten better um since yeah. he went to San Antonio in terms of the playmaking. Um, you can never slow him down or speed him up. He's always moving at his own pace, which I think is very, very good. And I think he's been a really good like leader to the younger guys. Like you always see on the Bulls social media or like the younger guys talk about how like, you know, DeMar takes him out of their wing, tries to help them develop. And I think he's really like helped like a, you could say like a culture revamp, but like he's the yeah, reason why the sure. Bulls are even like remotely in this predicament, like or not predicament, in this place where they're like can still make the playoffs. So the plane is a predicament. Yeah, predicament. It, <laughs> it is works. Awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I think I think that's very fair. And I think Raptor fans would say the same thing. DeMar DeRozan is the reason why the culture is what it is today. Um, mm. it, it's continued on even beyond him. And it's it's great to see the relationship he still has with Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam and Jakob mm. Pertl. So it will be fun to watch him return. But Nick Nurse, I think, does a fantastic job of trying to take DeMar DeRozan yeah. out of a game. So uh, it'll be a really difficult one. Last question I have about DeMar, just because I was going through all of my Bulls notes and I noticed not a team that gets to the free throw line a ton. Yeah, and he's like, going is it okay? I was gonna ask that because, like, the Raptors for the longest time, you know, I know Raptor fans really hate referees and have a gripe against them, but for the longest time, had a really great offense because it was propped up by the fact that Demar Derozan just got to the line a ton, um, you know, and Lou Will and 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 Kyle Lowry, but um, it, so it surprised me that the Bulls just don't get there. Yeah, they're not really a team that, like, in terms of like creating contact, going aggressive to the basket, which is sort of, I think we'll bring it up when it talks about the Raptors, a really aggressive team that, you know, goes all out, crashes the boards and whatnot. The Bulls are not really like that. DeMar is a, like a master at his craft, I would say, um, in terms of drawing fouls and stuff like that. But yeah, but the Bulls are not that type of thing. It's more of like isolation. We'll find good shots. Um, we'll take good shots, open shots, but we're not going to like, like drive to the basket. Levine does. Levine's probably like the only one, I would say, who also like drives to the basket like that. Um, but yeah, it's just Demar basically. Um, I wouldn't expect the Bulls to be like a team that uh, gets to the free throw line a lot on Wednesday. Yeah, I would hope not. I <laughs> I, I, I am fingers crossed. Um, okay, that's that's let's let's pivot. Let's pivot to the to the actual game. I think um I can ask a ton of questions about the Bulls because I think that they're one of the oddest teams. Yeah, uh, just just a very uh, interesting collection of players. But I mean, some some that I love, like Patrick Williams. I. I watched some tape, like just sidetracking again, because it's what I do. I was watching some like highlights of him this summer, and I was like, "Is he the best player in basketball?" <laughs> and I was like, "Is this the?" And everybody's like, "No, that's all of his highlights for the entire his yeah. entire career." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, he's such an interesting player because like he had this like he he went off against Minnesota last game of the season yes. last year, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And then in summer league, he had this like amazing game where they like pulled him at halftime. He was absolutely balling. And then, like, you're, like, have all these expectations this year. And you're, like, okay, this is, like, the first real season with Patrick Williams. Like, he has a – like, now he's, like, fully in the offense. He sort of understands his role. He's not going to get the ball a lot, but he can uh, make, like, make things happen with the ball. Let's hope for that. And just been a lot of inconsistency. Like, he'll have a really right. good half, and then he'll disappear for a lot. There's, he's like, a, a lot of times, yeah. A lot of times people, like, lick the box score. He's, like, eight points, three out of four shots, six rebounds. He's That's a Raptor it. already. He's gearing up for his time here. You fit the bill. <laughs> but he's been really okay. good defensively though i'll say that i'll give him credit a raptor yeah. already exactly yeah. um, <laughs> all right so a uh, last question i want to ask uh before we actually get into the matchup of a uh, toronto raptors versus the chicago bulls is if you had your pick of a play-in team what team would you have picked to go up against certainly not the raptors i'd say i think they match up pretty badly with the bulls i would 
Mm, let's see. Uh, out of like the four, the three other teams, I would have said right. Atlanta, um, which is funny because Atlanta beat the brakes off the Bulls on Tuesday. Um, but I still say they would uh, be a better matchup for the Bulls than any of the other ones. Uh, the Heat and Raptors sort of on the Bulls now, like in terms of like they can crash the glass, way too physical for the Bulls to handle. Um, I think Atlanta's defense still leaves a lot to be desired, I would say. Um, they do weirdly play well against Trey Young, I would say. Um, so they do a good job of limiting him. Um, yeah, and their offense is the only thing that can keep the Bulls in it. I would not, the Bulls are not a defensive team, um, as like the numbers show. The numbers show they're a good defensive team, but if you watch them on tape, you notice that they give up a lot of open threes. There's a lot of sequences where they don't get back very quickly. Um, a lot of uncontested drives and missed rotations, things like that. So I would say um, the offensive matchup is like the only thing that the Bulls can sort of hope for um, right. in terms of like an ideal opponent. So it has to be Atlanta. It wouldn't be Toronto. Um, that's interesting. I wanted to get into the defense a little bit because mm -hmm. I, I was looking at the numbers and I'm just like surprised by a lot of them. For those of you guys who do not know, the Bulls are a top five defense on the year and are the second best defense post all-star break. They've actually, if it, they've, actually by the numbers are the team that's playing the best out of all of the play-in teams right now um which is something that you know Amit and I talked about earlier this week when talking about which team we would like to go up against I think our mm -hmm. answer was both the Bulls yeah. and um and still I was like but they're playing the best <laughs> and, and to me it was it was more so once again I'm scared of Jimmy Butler uh mm -hmm. talked about it 40 points in a second half I never want to see it again um and and with Trey Young I just even though the Hawks offense has not, like they they're not an actual three point shooting team by the numbers, right? Like no, they, they don't do it. They just have Trey Young who's been able to get off against the Raptors. And also they have two guys who uh, the Raptors just don't really have great point of attack defense this season. And they just have two guards that can really go off. So to me, if you had to ask me, the Bulls would be my pick. But having said that, I think the Raptors can lose to the Bulls, just like I think the Raptors can lose to anybody, including um, a Boston Celtics team with half of the starting lineup out. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's look at the actual matchup between the Bulls and the Raptors. If the Bulls were to come out and win this game, what do you think it'll take for them to do that? Um, it would take them limiting a lot of the turnovers. Um, if you see that game, uh, I think they played against Memphis. They played near perfect basketball, and they somehow flipped a game from down 20 to up 20, uh, one of the craziest yeah. games you'll ever see. The Bulls do tend to snowball a bit when uh, when uh, things go a little south in terms of like when the offense gets stagnant and they start uh, being loose with the ball. It starts Things start snowballing pretty quickly. So they need to keep this game like at their pace, um, not let Toronto dictate um, how the game is played. And that's also by controlling the offensive glass and controlling the boards in general. Uh, the Bulls are not really that good of a rebounding team. They're actually not a good rebounding team at all. Right. Um, and that's what Toronto's strength is. So they have to be able to make sure that Toronto just doesn't have like 40 second chance points or however it felt like in the three games that they played this year. Um, I would also say the offense has to find a way um, to keep just like to keep going in terms of like they can't have any stagnant uh, like movements and stuff like that. Um, Toronto yeah. has a decent defense. I would say they can throw a lot of guys at the Bulls. Um, I think like the bench needs to step up. Um, you need to see a big game from Levine. I think as well. Like I know it's obviously Zach Levine is one of the best players, but I think Demar will Demar will do his thing. Um, he had a really rough game against Milwaukee, but he usually bounces back very well. He'll find guys um, like shooters open in the corners and whatnot. I think like some of the other guys have to knock down shots as well. Um, you need. Russo, Beverly to shoot threes. I know that sounds like such a rough thing to say, um, <laughs> but they need like those other guys, those bench guys. It just can't be like the big three um, having to carry everything outside. 
Yeah, and I, I'd completely agree with that. I think it really just comes down to executing better, like not turning it over, which the Raptors were really able to do a ton against uh-huh. the Chicago Bulls. They just turn them over a ton, and the Bulls are not a team that turns it over. We know what DeMar DeRozan sort of plays like. They're not yeah. a team that, you know, they're not a high assist team, so they're not going to turn it over a ton, but the Raptors were able to do that. And also crashing the glass. Now, um, I think it's interesting that you talked about Alex Caruso and and I think you said Patrick Beverly knocking down their threes. I was looking at some of the tape from that February 28th game, and really what stood out to me was they're not shooting. And the Raptors no, are like, the Raptors are just like, take any, like you get as much space as you want. We know who we need to take out, which is DeMar DeRozan and Zach exactly. Levine. Um, and they were able to do that really successfully. So to me, it just really comes down to, are your other guys going to shoot? And I thought it was really interesting that you brought up the bench because something I didn't even notice um, was that in every single game the Raptors played against the Bulls, the Bulls bench had over 30 points, mm-hmm. which yeah. the Raptors bench sometimes struggles to get into double digits. So mm-hmm. I think that's where it's going to be. That's sort of where I'm looking at is like. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today what can potentially swing a game because both of these starting lineups have really been superb and like really been really, really great. Now I think the Raptors, you mentioned it with size. It's just, the Raptors just have more size across the board, but yeah. if their bench just comes in and isn't able to knock down shots, that might just be game there. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into to some of the X factors in just a little bit. Um, I'm going to flip this over on you. How do the Raptors beat the Bulls? What, what do the Raptors need to do to execute against this team? I would say um, knock down your threes. I would say I know I think Toronto has struggled to shoot the basketball. Ask. Yeah, and a big ask for the Raptors. <laughs> but the Bulls offense, Bulls defense does leave a lot of shooters open. I would say um, obviously um, if the Raptors have to attack uh, Levine and Demar, force them to play defense. I think the biggest uh, loss that they had with Lonzo is not only they lost his passing, they lost his ability um, to do multiple things defensively that covered up for the fact that um, Levine and Demar are not the best defenders. Um, so you have Caruso, you have Beverly there, but it's just not the same in terms of like, you know, all like point of attack defense. So I would say Toronto needs to knock down the shots. Um, again, like own the offensive glass on the boards. Um, you, if you can get those second chance points against Chicago, you'll have a really, really easy time, I'll say. Um, and then obviously I think stopping DeMar on offense is probably the thing. Make sure DeMar doesn't start cooking because he can heat up in a, in a hurry. Um, and then for Levine, make sure he doesn't get downhill. Uh, force Vooch to shoot threes. I would say Milwaukee did that in their playoff series. They did that a lot where they just dropped and they're like, okay, Vooch, shoot if you want. And he just wouldn't shoot it. So I think that's also a big key factor. Um, yeah, as you can tell, as you can tell, I think the Raptors um, do match up well against the Bulls. So it's going to be a little tough for Chicago. It, yeah, certainly. And I think, honestly, the knockdown shots is really what this is going to come down to. Like, I think in a seven game series for everything that you just mentioned, I would pick the Raptors over the Bulls. Mm-hmm. But 
in a single game elimination, whoever knocks down their shots is probably going to be the team that comes out with it, right? It can be as simple as that, except like looking at the numbers and, and, you know, we've been saying this, the Raptors just get a ton more possessions. So it's like, you don't need to knock down your shots if you're just getting every single board. Um, And and I think Vooch honestly hit a lot. The Raptors were definitely giving him threes um, in the last matchup and he was hitting a lot of them they just were able to turn Vooch over six times. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I don't know Vooch to be a high turnover guy like that. It seemed, uh, so, yeah. it seemed interesting to me that they were able to do that so effectively, but that's, I think the Raptors sort of game plan is like, okay, Vooch, take your threes. Like you can be the guy that's going to beat us. We're just not going to make it DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, because once again, you don't want either one of them getting hot. Um, and they're the two guys that can create their own shots on the team. And so you're like, let's take them out of the game and Vooch. All right, sure. Big man, you want to take them? You can have them. So I think, I think it's going to be, um, I don't think either team is going to be able to knock down shots to be honest. Yeah. Chicago has a math problem in terms of that. They always, um, with DeMar and even Levine does take a lot of threes. Vooch takes his threes. DeMar at taken, takes like a couple of threes per game. And it's sort of like, okay, like, oh, he took, he took, he took it. Okay. Let's move on. He's more of like a mid range guy, but right. Bulls have a lot of three point shooters. So that. That's yeah. also the thing you talk about possessions. The Raptors can maximize the possessions. The Bulls have to really value their possessions because they aren't shooting threes. So they sort of have to like catch up a little more than other teams. And with the and things can again snowball. We talk about the snowball effect. If the Raptors not hit to hit their threes, the Bulls can't really counter with a three-pointer, three-point punch of their own. So I think that's also a problem for the Chicago Bulls. Right. No, I completely agree with that. And I, like I, I've been going into these numbers and what really surprised me in all of these games. I mean, it it didn't surprise me entirely, but I think this is something Raptor fans pay attention to when the Raptors had 20 more field goals than the Chicago Bulls. Guess what they did? They won the game. And it's not mm-hmm. like they won it in a blowout fashion. They just won the game because if you have 20 more shots at the basket than the other team, you're probably going to walk away with the win. In the one game where they only had five more field goal attempts than the Chicago Bulls, they ended up losing that game and losing it by double digits. The Raptors don't have the shot makers that the Bulls do. They can on any given night. We've seen it. OG's mm-hmm. been unstoppable recently. Fred Van Vliet can get hot. We've seen it. He's had thir- he's the first game against the Bulls, 30 points. Second game against the Bulls, 27 points. Third game against the Bulls, three points. So we know yeah. what the sort of variance can be there. And Gary Trent Jr., you know, I'm going to talk about my X factor. Hint, hint. It's going to be Gary um, for the Toronto Raptors at the very least. These are guys who can knock their shots down, but on any given night, as we've seen. Like, the earlier this week, the Bulls, the Raptors played the Celtics. And the Celtics had one of their worst three-point shooting nights recently. They only shot 28%. It was like, oh, this is a bad Celtics shooting night. The Raptors shot 18%. And so, like, yeah, my yeah. thing is, as bad as the other team can shoot, the Bulls can shoot terribly. The Raptors can always shoot worse. Yeah, I was going to say, the Bulls also have that sort of thing where, like, that's right. also factors into their defensive rating and the fact that like, you'll see some yeah. of these teams, like, shoot, like, 18% and it'll be like, oh, my God, like, how are they doing this? Well, there's sometimes they just miss open threes. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, it goes back to the point of, like, if Toronto can knock down their shots, Chicago's offense, like, defense uh, will give that up, not, like, willingly, but... Um, it will be available. So I guess that's like an avenue for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think these two teams, I mean, we keep saying it in terms of like a Raptors perspective. I think the two teams match up well. Of course, you think the team, two teams match up um, uh, poorly, which uh, like, I think, I think it's because they're very sort of similar, but the Raptors are bigger and that's the sort of yeah. difference. Like these are two teams that play at incredibly slow paces. The Bulls play at the second slowest pace in the NBA post all-star break. The Raptors play at the fifth slowest. Um, these are teams that don't pass the ball a ton. So technically they don't turn it over a ton either. The Bulls, um, 
the Bulls, I think, had, had I don't know where it is there, but they're right neck and neck in terms of their assist percentage there as well. They don't turn it over at all. They're not high three-point shooting teams. They're very similar, but they're very yeah. different because the Raptors are bigger than them. And honestly, I do think that the Raptors are a better defensive team. Yes, they yes. Have that's it- exactly the difference, I think. Yeah, right. I was about to say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the Raptors have not consistently been a better defensive team, but... Um, when you need someone to walk in, if I have OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, Jakob Pertl out there, I sort of trust that as a defense. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the Raptors be able to do that. And one thing that I thought was really interesting was Scotty Barnes at the five and how the Raptors really unlocked that against mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls. That was something that made them win that that third game because it's not like any of these games have really been blowouts either way. Um, and and that was really what was able to unlock that. And to me, it was because the Bulls didn't really play to the size that they had. Um, yeah. DJJ was not, did not, was not healthy. Um, and Pat Williams didn't play in that fourth quarter. And I thought those are maybe guys that could give the Bulls the additional size. I wanted to throw that question to you. Do you think that that's a look that we'll get to see in this game? Because there's just a size disadvantage here. Yeah, we could see DJJ at the five. I think that is a possible one. Um, Because, like, the Bulls, if you look at their bench, like, outside of, like, Booch, it's just Drummond and DJJ in terms of, like, their actual big men. They don't ever play right. Patrick Williams at the five. He's more of a not, four. Not necessarily at the five, but, like, yeah. just having bigger guys. Because he didn't yeah. play in that And that's quarter. another thing about Patrick Williams is the inconsistency. Right. So when he, like, doesn't play in the fourth quarter, not people are not, like, up in arms about it. You're sort of like, okay, he sort of had, like, a whatever game. But he's been really good defensively. I think that's another thing that can keep him on the court in terms of looks we can see um but that's like another uh, matchup disadvantage i was going to say like if, if let's say you throw scotty barnes at the five and then you have djj at the five that's that's gonna be a little rough for the, for the bulls um or if you even have like for some reason if they put like drummond at the five and scotty barnes at the five that's another that's an even worse problem um so i do it. think we'll see uh djj possibly at the five the, the counter um toronto going small ball um but yeah i would like to see a lot of patrick williams um if he's playing well Certainly. What can I ask? Like, what do you think the Raptors should really fear? What, where do you look at the Bulls and say this is where they actually do have a matchup advantage over the Toronto Raptors? I would say probably you said a point of this. They don't have a lot of point of attack defensive defenders. I would say let letting Levine get really hot in terms of going downhill, and then things start opening up because one because if you have to focus on Levine, then Demar can go in isolation, and Demar's been really good in isolation. Uh, I was going to bring him up in my X Factor, Kobe White, um, getting the scorching hot from three. That would be a really big problem for the Raptors, I feel like. Um, just like just like things like that in terms of if you focus so much on DeMar and the other guys start cooking, it's going to get a little – it's going to get bad. Right. So. Yeah, I I you on that. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think the Raptors have played Fred and Fleet on Zach Levine there. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that sort of – what what that matchup looks like. Let's get into it. Let's get into your X factor. You mentioned it already. What is your X factor for the Chicago Bulls here? I will say it's Kobe White. Um, so his minutes have gone down this year. Um, obviously they had Goran Dragic. Um, at the beginning they had Patrick Beverly. They also have Akayo Desumu off the bench. Um, then you have Caruso. You have Levine. Um, so you have a bunch of guards. Um, and sort of sometimes he, not that he doesn't get lost in the shuffle, but his minutes have gone down. His point production has gone down. But I think he's gotten better this season in terms of his um offensive palette. In terms of like he's better at drop. Driving now, he's um, some playmaking is there. Um, he's not just a three point shooter. Um, I think him having a big game is the key for the Bulls because, like you said, like the bench points is probably going to be like a really big factor how the two benches play. Um, and he's like one of their only three point shooters. So that's like another thing is that like the Bulls need to knock down threes if they want to be like any sort of serious team in this playing tournament. 
And I think it all starts with Kobe White. Because other than Levine and maybe Vooch, he's probably their most consistent three-point shooter. Yeah, no, I think I think that's great. I was I I was interested in you saying because that makes sense. It's very similar to mine. I mentioned it. It's going to be Gary Trent Jr. for the mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors for all of the same reasons you just laid out there. He is one of their only three point shooters. He's one of three guys that you sort of mm-hmm. trust. Um, and his numbers just have not been great post All Star break. He's been in and out of the lineup, but he's just not been able to shoot the ball well. He's just come back. Uh, so hopefully the Raptors can get him back into rhythm before um, before that play-in game on Tuesday. But um, so, so yeah, that's like all of the same reasons you just mentioned there. The bench has, thir- the Bulls bench has thoroughly outplayed the Raptors bench. And that's just something, that's a trend that we've continued to see. And I mm-hmm. think this is going to, this is, Gary Trent Jr. can make or break something like this. I think Scotty Barnes could also be an X factor. I think Pat Williams can also be an X factor if he's having one of his good nights um, as well. But I'm looking at the bench for both of these teams and saying like, hey, the Bulls have been able to consistently do it. Toronto, can you show up? Um, All right, any, um, okay, so final before we close out, what is your prediction for this play-in game, which is so funny because it's one game. I don't know. Anything can happen. Yeah, it's it's a lot, there's a lot of variance that could go into it, right? We talked about that earlier. Like over a seven game series, I feel like we'd have a more solid answer. Um, but right. uh I like I jokingly tweeted this out like last week or like a couple of days ago. I was like, Oh, I can't wait for the eventual 103 96 loss to the Raptors um in the play-in. Um I'm Love sort of gonna go it. that sort of similar route in terms of like I think Chicago struggles is gonna struggle a little bit to score on offense. I would be a lot more optimistic about the Bulls, uh, frankly, if they were playing at home. Um, in terms of like being able to play in front of that home crowd, um, I think right. Chicago will make it close. Like it'll be a close game. Um, I think this just might be a home down. crowd for Demar. Yeah, a lot of fans do not want them making the playoffs, <laughs> so you might just get that. Yeah, so um, I think Chicago will keep it close. They'll um, they'll come down to like the last few possessions. Um, if Toronto's able to control the offensive boards and get those extra possessions, that might be game. Uh, you can trust their defense a lot more than Chicago's. Um, yeah, I think Toronto wins, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty close close game. Yeah, I mean, I I've said that I think the Raptors could beat any of these teams in the play-in. To be completely honest, I think the Raptors are sort of the best team of the play-in. Mm-hmm. But the Raptors also have proven that they can just beat themselves game in and game out. And also, they've kind of looked a little listless. I'm gonna be honest; they kind of look like they've checked out a little bit. But um, I caught a little bit of the Bulls, and it seems like at least uh, online people think that the Bulls might have done that a little bit as well. Um, of course. They also just sort of knocked Dallas out of um, a possible. Yeah, and I didn't like ball. them winning that game because, like, they still yeah. need to think about tanking as well. Because I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, and them winning that game actually hurt their chances on, right. in the lottery. So, yeah, um, they they win when they're not supposed to, and then the two games earlier this week, Atlanta and Milwaukee, like you said, it looked they didn't look checked out, but like there was just no energy, lack of right. not lack of effort, but it just looked really flat. So, yeah, and I, I think I, I do think that the Raptors ten should be able to win this you do have more size you are the better defensive team and quite frankly I just I I think that you sort of have more in this particular matchup I think you have more there because Alex Russo DeMar DeRozan is your four like it's just it's a small team and you're a big team you're a big Mm -hmm. team for a reason you're looking at the sort of Miami Heats and the um the Chicago Bulls these teams that are smaller than you that's what you're sort of built to beat so if you're not able to build to beat a team that you're built to beat a team Mm -hmm. that doesn't have the three-point shooters to punish you then like what are you even doing here having said all of that this is a Raptors team that I've just 
I don't I don't know that I have the faith in them to pull anything out. I don't know if they even seem to want to pull anything out. And, and quite frankly, I don't know if Gary Trent Jr. is healthy. And mm-hmm. I don't know if um and, and to me that matters so much because I don't know that you have enough if you don't have his three-point shooting, because you're just going to need Fred Van Fleet. You're just gonna need everyone to be that much better when yeah. your bench is that much worse. And I don't know that you can really have that. And to be honest, this sometimes just comes down to shot making. And if I yep. had to pick the two best shot makers, it's DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Um, and that might be what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly. I was, I was thinking sort of like, it's going to come for me in my keys. It's sort of like going to come down to can Toronto's offense making up shots against Chicago's not good defense. Um, but like you said, I think the bulls do have the two best shot makers um, in this game, in this game. Um, and that could, that could come huge. Like, you know, the crunch time tomorrow has been like um, a saint in these past two seasons, like amazing. The bulls have been pretty bad in crunch time uh, this season sort of bounced out last year, last year's uh, heroics, I would say. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Uh, who knows? We might get like a game where both teams don't score like 95 or we might get like Ooh. an all out, like 100, 120 something. Who knows with these teams? I honestly don't know, but, but these are <laughs> an 86, teams. 83 game. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, VJ, for joining me. Please tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, you can find me, um, at Twitter, on Twitter, um, at VJ, move VJ, no, sorry, VJ underscore V let's change my Twitter handle recently. Sorry. Um, you can follow me there. Um, freelance writer running about the bulls. So you can just find all my work that I post on my Twitter. All right. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you everyone for tuning in. Hopefully we have some good news for you. Um, before we go out, I just have one last question for you. Let's say the unthinkable happens and the bulls do beat the Toronto Raptors. Which team would you like to see? The Miami Heat or the Atlanta Hawks? I would like to see Atlanta. Um, okay. I think Chicago, um, Chicago's offense um, can do well against Atlanta's defense. Um, and like you said, the Hawks aren't really that much of a three-point shooting team. Um, they did um, burn the Bulls on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I still think the Bulls match up pretty well in terms of like their scoring can keep them in that game. So I would really like to see that over uh, Miami. I think it would, be, it would be really rough going if they played Miami in that, uh, that game. Yeah, that'd be a being. To go from Toronto to Miami, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. So thank you so much for joining me. And thank you everyone for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, and do all of that good stuff. Peace out.